eBay Motors es tu socio seguro. Con trabajo, piezas nuevas y mucha pasión, transformaste una carrocería oxidada con 100,000 millas en un vehículo totalmente singular. Juegos de frenos, faros, lo que necesites, eBay Motors lo tiene. Con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, te aseguras que la pieza le quede a tu carro a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Y a estos precios, quemas llantas y no dinero. Mantén vivo ese espíritu de Ride or Die Baby en eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com, solo para artículos elegibles. Se aplican restricciones. It was rigged. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Bet them even when you don't. You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and Maudie. All right. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Episode 12? 12, yeah, it doesn't. Welcome to Bet Your Ash. My name's McGee, this is my friend Cornelius, and we have a very special guest today. Absolutely. Um, well, first, before we get to our guest, what are we smoking today, Neil? Well, I was going to say let our guest actually introduce the cigar, so let's introduce our guest, Alejandro, from Caldwell Cigars. And with that being said, we are smoking the Caldwell, one of the Caldwell Cigars. Uh, got a big ranking, didn't it, recently? It did. The Blind Man's Bluff, Connecticut. Oh, so, that's, that's my everyday smoke, one of them. Ah, nice. Smoke. So what can you tell us about this beautiful Connecticut cigar? First thing that I can made? tell you is it's, it's uh, it goes along the lines of our Eastern Standard in the sense that it's not your typical Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's one of those Connecticut that, that has a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Before I get into that, I want to say something. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the special guest part. But I ain't that special. <laughs> way more special than you are. I'm just a kid. I'm just a, I'm just a 48 kid from Miami. Uh, we make cigars and we smoke cigars and that's what we do. We're having fun with it. Hey. But I appreciate you saying it's special. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those cigars that it appeals to the masses. It appeals mm-hmm. to the pockets of, uh, of everyone. And also... The palate is just, you know, it's it's one of those cigars that you can smoke throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's full of flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's creamy. It's, it's just smooth. That that's what I call a cigar. Just smooth. Yes. And it is. It's it's just smooth that. Smooth criminal. You know, one one of the things <laughs> that I noticed about the cigar coming from a um, an art background, um, is the label. I mean, I love the label on this. I mean, what, what can you tell can can you tell us about the uh, the band on it? That's that's all Robert's idea. That's Robert. Yeah. That's Robert's idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because there's there's even Robbie keeps some some, some of the stuff to himself. Uh-huh. And we talk about certain things. We, I mean, obviously we talk about a lot of things, but certain things it's like I'll ask him, Yo, mm-hmm. where did you get that idea? And it could be passing on a train through Eastern Europe mm-hmm. or through Wynwood in Miami. He sees mm-hmm. a, a painting or he saw something um, on an ad or whatever, you know, and or he's sitting in a plane thinking about something and it's shit, mm-hmm. this will be good for, for uh, he might have seen a man wearing a hat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, walking down the street on a snowy day like today and shit, that, that'd be cool. There's yeah. a consistency across the different offerings from the brand. 
in the art. Like it looks, it all looks very nice together. It you does. Know what I mean? it, all it does. Nice. It, there is a consistency, and that comes from 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 uh, from that that inclination that because Robert's the one culpable of you know in a, in a good way, obviously because I think our, our designs are, are dope. Yeah, it's a good look, and uh, he's the one that's that you know <clears throat> his creativeness mm -hmm. yields to the making of of, of our aesthetics of our yeah. of our brand. Uh, of our artwork because it is art it is yeah. you know like like it's it, it's art mm -hmm. it's like making a cigar making a cigar it, it's art yeah it's a craft it's, it's a craft. craft it's something you work on and you get better at it's like any art exactly like painting like making music etc mm -hmm. exactly so why not do some creative stuff mm -hmm. you know to accompany the cigar yeah. with a fucking cool ass ring yeah make it look good too man you know Sorry, I curse sometimes, guys. No worries. I got potty mouth. That he bad, curses. bad. Yeah. He spells it out. He, he doesn't. He doesn't curse. Yeah. His kid, his two-year-old kid, curses. Oh, that's he right. Let's put that. Let's put that, that on the podcast. They call me the pretty boy of the company. But I came from a rough neighborhood, and we just curse a lot. Well, where did you come from? I grew up in a in a. It is a predominantly Cuban uh, neighborhood called mm -hmm. Hialeah. Which is, um, it's about 10 minutes from the, or like 10, 15 minutes from the heart of Miami. Mm -hmm. And basically all the Cubans that migrated to the States in the, you know, 50, 60 years ago, a lot of them went mm -hmm. there because they had factories there and they could, it was easier to get work. Mm -hmm. So that's where my family set their roots. And then they decided, you know, when they got better, things got better economically, they moved out, but that's that's where I'm from. So is that close to Ybor City? No, Ybor no. City's in Tampa. Oh, Ybor City's in Tampa. It's, so it's on the, but it is, it, it's very quick to Cayocha, to, to Little Havana. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. like 8th Street, where, mm -hmm. where there's like a cigar shop, every, 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 every three doors. Every, every yeah. three doors, <laughs> yeah. a cigar shop, we were actually talking about that yesterday. It's a cool place. It's so great, that's like, man, it's great. Like the Little Italy in, in New York, per se, that's Little Havana yeah. for the mm -hmm. Cubans. Yeah. Mm, okay. The funny thing is, all the Cubans moved out, but they just go there to hang out. And they go there, uh, yeah, especially on weekends. Yeah, yeah, they go there to hang out. I was there. You're, you're parking five blocks away just to enjoy, you yeah. know, spend all afternoon, but like hopping from and, cigar shop yeah. to cigar mm. shop. It's great. There's a cool joint there called Ball and Chain. It's yeah, great. it's hung out in the you backyard know, there. Yeah, hung out in the backyard. Yeah, the back. great. They'll have like a little little like Latin funk band, a little yeah, salsa oh, band nice. on like nice. Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah. You know, you just sit out back smoking cigars. It's great. It's the coolest thing, dude. There's like I saw a band. There's like there's a couple of like uh, it was like a couple African American kids, a couple of white kids, and they're all and they're playing a, like traditional Cuban music. Yeah, and like jamming out. Yeah, like these motherfuckers. Are Jam. Miami's dope. The, mm -hmm. the way that uh, all the cultures have blended, oh, and, and Cubans kind of risen to the, the Cuban part of it. It's like right at the top of it all. It's just I I love it. I love spending all my time there. The crazy mm -hmm. Cubans. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for uh, Cuban women and, and Cuban food and Cuban cigars. Like, I'm yeah. the whole. We have the same problem. Yeah, <laughs> or solutions. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope she's listening too. We oh, can use is. all the listeners we can get. <laughs> 
So this is episode twelve of our podcast and the first right. time we've had a guest. But in episode seven we smoked the the King is Dead. That's what I just picked up my phone to check what episode uh, we smoked it. We smoked the King is Dead. And I really like that cigar too. That one's a, a little more of like an early afternoon while well, this is like a morning. You know, but I, I like the King is Dead a lot, man. I think that's a good cigar too. I love the King is Dead. The King yeah. is Dead is one of my it's one of my favorite cigars. Is so um, that cigar is is the one that put us on the map. Yeah, mm. it's the one that got us rated in Cigar Aficionado. Uh, that's the one that that really did it for us as far as like national and internationally. Yeah, uh, and it was such a bitch to make the cigar mm. because of the uh, just of the blend. You know, it has a negrito, original negrito from Cuba. Mm. That we are the only company that still. You know, blends that original Negrito from Cuba. You know, mm. you know, cropped in the DR, obviously, but yeah. um, so we're very proud of it because we own that. Mm. Like that's our baby. Yeah. yeah. And Robbie, it took it took Robbie a very long time. Like that that cigar's, you know, been aged for more than four years, seven mm. years. I mean, um, and it just took such a long time to create the blend mm. because Negrito doesn't stay lit. You know, so it was hard, yeah. and then it was bitter, and it was harsh, and then, and I was in Miami, Robbie was in DR, and he calls us, and he's like, yo, I got it. I'm like, what the fuck did you get? You got your girlfriend pregnant or some shit? <laughs> like, because we were always messing around with that, like, yeah. yo, when I, you know, when I'm getting married, when I'm going to settle down, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, bro, I got the fucking blend. Mm. And I know he's been working on different blends, like, he was like a fucking, like a scientist over there, like, working on different blends, so. Like what blend? Like the king, the king's dead. So I was like, shit, you know, let's celebrate. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those cigars. That's that's a cigar, and I'll say this about our cigars: there's a consistency in all our cigars, and I'm proud to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's only one cigar out of our line that I don't like, and that was uh, a Morsia that we we you know that was at the beginning. I and I. And I'll take the liberty to say that, mm-hmm. you know, shit, mm-hmm. it's our stuff, but there's yeah. one that I didn't like. Yeah. Which yeah is everybody has taste, you know what I mean? Right, everybody right, has right, ones right. that they prefer. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, look, Robbie doesn't have a, a pilot for uh, uh, for Maduro. Mm-hmm. So that's why his favorite is Eastern Standard and Anastasia, which is my favorite too, because we, we have similar palettes, mm-hmm. even though he knows a shit lot more than I do about cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that cigar was like, well, we smoked it together as mm-hmm. a, as as friends, as a team, as a company, we were like, this is a fuck you cigar. Mm. That's what we said. Yeah. This is a fuck you cigar. <laughs> because it's so creamy. Mm-hmm. It's like smoking a chocolate Hershey's bar. Yeah. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. I'm smoking a chocolate Hershey's bar. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the next cigar. Chocolate Hershey yeah. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and then we're going to go to business, go to business in two days. Like, so... Yeah, that it is, it's, it, which is very, it, it's very, uh, it, that, that sweetness comes from the Negrito, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those cigars where, like, just people loved it, man, because it, it's dark, but mm-hmm. it's not overpowering, overpowering it's, right. it's smooth, it's screamy, it's, there's a lot going on in, in that cigar, yeah, and there's right, so much right. flavor, like, when you hold the, the smoke in your mouth, you can, you can taste it, and sometimes I'll, like, 
play around with it like this and roll it around the mm -hmm. smoke and the aroma. It's just a phenomenal cigar. Right. Now, th there's another... Is there another version, or am I getting that cross? I probably should have looked before I came down to the podcast. But the BMF, is that the king is... Nah, Black Hunts Black? No. Um, bad Mother... Oh, bad. oh, oh bad bad Feels want to say. Oh, Bad... Feels want to say. <laughs> <laughs> bad <laughs> Mofo. <laughs> oh, okay, Bad Mofo. Okay, all right. You know, I don't know if that was the intention of the acronym when you made it, <laughs> but that uh, so that is originally what cigar is that originally the is that a is that just a no that's different oh that's it, its, it's own similar, cigar but it's different it's, okay. it's not I got you you know two different they're two different things okay all right okay I'm way off then yeah I I thought it was right. It's a so the, the Mad Mofo is a line extension of the Long Live Long Live the King. Long Live the King. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Long, that's the one you meant. Long yeah. Live the King. And no, then it's not. just another. It's Correct. the Maduro version of Long Live the King. Kind of simply put, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. There's more to it, but simply put, yes. Gotcha. It's it's a uh, yeah. And how many different cigars do you guys have out these days? Thirteen. 13, you would say? Uh, 11 before collaboration projects. 11, wow. yeah, 11. Mm. Solid. Well, no, there's more. Yeah, 11 before collaboration. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And then, you going to break some news? You got like a new one coming out or anything? going to make us look good? You know? I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ease into that, Greg. Jeez. He just slammed on the brakes right there, yeah. went through the windshield. Yeah. Like, hey, what you got so new? You know, <laughs> what exactly do you have in your blitz? <laughs> yeah, what do you have? You ever flirted with a girl, bro? You can't just fire a drink and tell her, can we go back to my room? She don't work like that. Unless she's a... Uh, works for me. Unless <laughs> it works for me, too, but well, not anymore. Here, not anymore. let's try again. It used to. Let's try again. Do you guys have anything new in the work? We're working on a lot of new stuff. Oh, and go. not going into specifics, but we're working a lot. We're, we're in a stage right now where we're... All right, so we're getting, um, we had a meeting, which is one, it was a phenomenal meeting, you know, we're getting a lot of, we're getting the old crew back together, mm -hmm. so we're creating, so the stuff that we learned throughout the years, and utilizing our strengths, mm -hmm. and, uh, and our attributes, because we're not going to focus on our weaknesses, because we're not. Let's just focus on the positive side. Mm -hmm. We're we're getting all that together, and that creativeness, and that thinking out of the box, mm -hmm. um, and we're we're expanding, in the sense that <clears throat> how can I say it? We will continue to evolve, and and this year is it's a it's a big evolving year. And 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 mm -hmm. many aspects, mm -hmm. you know, and all fronts, and not just not just labels, but not just labels and, and all fronts. Things. Yeah. Like we're just gonna, yeah, it's it's yeah, that's what's up. You I know, mean, and I, you know what? Last year was rough because mm -hmm. we, we had changes and we had to you know accommodate to those changes and and, and kind of like, um, but it was a great year mm -hmm. nonetheless. And now it's just. Now this year is more like oh fuck let's let's go back to having fun, 
since we already took care of all that, let's go back to having fun and and creating cool shit, cool content, cool cigars. And, you know, I I always say that when I look at certain brands, certain brands that I really like, I'm not going to say those brands because we need all of the guests that we can get. But the point I'm making is, the point I'm making is, I always look and I'm like, man, you know, like right about now, they need to like just come out with a whole new line or they need to maybe try to pair up with this company or they need to do this for distributorship or this for packaging or man, they, they, they got a great cigar and then they just nothing, you know, and you're like, ah, and then two, three years later, four years later, it's like, you know, the cigar almost kind of just dies off. You know, I don't say die off, but it's like the it, only it, thing that it, people it, it are calling for. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I say, man, you know, and a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, and that's an attestment to not just good cigar, uh, cigar blenders, cigar makers, but also good business. You got to, you got to have good business. I mean, because the cigar industry, let me tell you, I came from IT, right? And we're in Denver, Colorado. Okay. And capital, (laughs) capital cigars on Colfax. (laughs) For the palatial yeah. capital cigars, was <laughs> premium cigar lounge in Colorado. Come join. Yeah, exactly. We're Come. live from the studio level. <laughs> completely shameless. But the shameless point. Plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every opportunity. Completely yeah. shameless. Yeah, yeah, we put that in there every time. Yeah. But I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Um, when I came from a decent IT corporate job, and I came here to the cigar lounge, right? And it was at the beginning of a quarter. And we went through the entire quarter, and everything was paid. All the bills were paid. Everything was taken care of. Everything was paid. And I said, oh, yeah, this I can do. I was like, we're going to make a lot of money. And then my partner says, okay, well, we just have one more bill to pay. And I was like, one more bill to pay? Well, what's that? And he says, well, it's the tobacco tax. And I said, the tobacco tax? Well, don't we pay that at the register? He says, no, that's the sales tax. So now what we have to do is go back, add all that up, add up all of our purchases and everything, calculate 40% of that, and then send it to the state. And I said, can you hold one second? <laughs> I said, let me call my job back and see if I can get it. I'm like, hey, how are you guys doing? It's, it's only been two and a half, three months. Uh, is everything okay there? I'm like, are you kidding me? 40%, you know? And now in Colorado, they have it on the floor. Today, they have it on the floor. Is it t- today, right? Well, there, there was a hearing last week, uh, Colorado House Bill 1033, mm-hmm. that... Um, myself and several other folks testified at, which proposed that counties and municipalities would be able to implement their own tobacco tax and licensing codes. So, and that's on top of the already existing 40% tobacco tax rate due to the state. Right. So we- Oh um, it's going up. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's, not, it's not immediate, right? Right. But it's the potential for it. And we all know that as soon as government wants to do it, they're going to do it. They're going to make a way to find out how to do it. So uh, we testified last week. Unfortunately, the that bill passed the committee, the, the House committee, on that issue. So the fight continues here in Colorado. But um, 
There is another bill being heard tomorrow, which is HB 1077, yeah, 1077, I think. Okay, you're right. That is what's called. And it's uh, about the Colorado Clean Air Act. Mm-hmm. And originally, they had removed the exemptions for smoking lounges in Colorado, meaning that no cigar lounge in Colorado would allow people to smoke inside. Right. Which, in, I mean, would have been disastrous. Luckily, the exemptions are now back in place in the current bill. So we're okay for the time being. But... I'm not giving my praises just yet because there's always another fight around the corner. Right. right. Well, next year there'll be another bill or another. You know. Well, not even next year. <laughs> next week. And next quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Next quarter. Next Crazy. quarter there'll be another issue, mm. and it's it's a constant struggle. It, it's. I, I feel strongly passionate about cigars. That goes without saying. I mean, I hope you, you guys can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I talk about cigars, it's like. Um, I talk about an extension of myself because indeed it is an extension of me. It's an extension of my family because I grew up, you know, around that. So that being said, there's so much shit happening in the world right now that's dividing us, okay? And cities, municipalities, counties, states, and our country, okay? I'm not trying to get political. Mm-hmm. These are facts, okay? There's so many things dividing us. <clears throat> Why in the fuck will you go into something that's not really causing you any harm? So now you're extending that division mm-hmm. by creating a blockage into something that we enjoy doing. The Cleaner Act. Mm-hmm. Cigar comes from a leaf, mm-hmm. which is which comes from a seed that is planted in the soil. Okay. You smoke it. You're smoking something that is natural. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dirty air that I see oozing into the atmosphere that comes out of chemicals that were created by men. Mm-hmm. And that shit. Why don't they focus on that shit? Yeah, that's right. But you want to fucking shut down cigar smoking or limit cigar smoking mm-hmm. when all cigar smoking does is create unity and bring people together? Mm-hmm. Because I sat in cigar lounges with people from all colors, all races, all all religious backgrounds, Mm -hmm. you name it, men and women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I mean... So, why would you focus on that when there's so much other shit that you can focus on? Absolutely. I see it upstairs here. I mean, everybody comes in. I'm sorry, I I feel like... No. That's like... You're absolutely right. You know, it's like, dude, like, really? You know... Mm-hmm. Cigars encourage conversation, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, there's there's so much dividing us. Like that should be the goal. Yeah, like, we right. should be trying to encourage yeah. more conversations right. between different. Exactly, people. it's like, know, a perfect excuse for one. Yeah, yeah. we built a fucking podcast around that. Yeah, right. Hey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you know, if all this passed, we would only be smoking in the political <laughs> studio level of you know yeah. capital cigars. You know, if they was, it was left up to their devices. You know, I I, I say I, I tell this story all the time when it comes to breaking divisions amongst people. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was a while ago. This was about seven years ago, upstairs here at Capital Cigars. And it was on a Sunday, and uh, I was just starting um, uh, 
another business of business of mine. It's a marketing company. And I was up there on my laptop just pecking away. And this Mick Jagger looking guy, but well dressed, you know, well dressed, but Mick Jagger looking guy walks in, very tall gentleman, walks in, he's carrying his luggage, and he pulls his luggage up to a chair, goes in the humidor, grabs a cigar, sits down with a book, and sits almost right in front of me. I mean, literally, I could reach out and lean forward and touch him, right? And for two and a half hours, this gentleman did not say a word to me, all right? Didn't look, didn't act like he was going to look at me. And I says, okay, well, maybe he's into his book. I'm not going to say anything. So I'm typing away, you know, typing away, typing away. And finally, I get to the end of what I needed to do. And I says, well, you know, let me introduce myself. I'll say something to this guy, right? So I introduced myself. And he was very cordial, had a very hard accent. And I said, oh, wow. I says, uh, hey, I says, uh, you're not from here. And he says, no, 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 I'm not. He says, I'm here for the Microsoft convention down at the, at the Civic Center, so, or the uh, convention center. So I said, okay. And um, I says, well, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm, I work in IT and some other fields and whatnot. And he says, well, I kind of work in IT as well. I says, oh, okay. And I says, well, what do you do in IT? I told him what I did, which was very on a local, almost block-to-block, -block, you know, level. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, uh, I am the uh, vice president, or I'm the um, vice president, I'm the continental president for Microsoft for the country, or for the continent of Africa. Wow. So I says, oh, okay. Now, my wheels start turning. You know, I'm, 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 they're just going, right? And I'm like, wow, I would not expect you to be the, pre you know, the continental president for Africa, right? Yeah. So we're about the same age. So now I'm doing my internal math calculator up in my head. I'm doing everything. And I ask him, I said, so are you from Africa? He said, yes, I'm from Africa. I says, oh, okay. I says, uh, what part of Africa? And he kind of looks at me like, you know, yeah. I'm from South Africa. I says, oh, oh, you're from South Africa. And he says, yeah, I'm from South Africa. I went here, I went to Oxford, I worked at the World Bank, I worked my way up through the World Bank, then I got a job with Microsoft, and then on and on. This is interesting. I said, so South Africa, wow, that's that's went through a lot of changes, huh? And he's like, yeah, it has. And I says, uh, were you around during those changes? He says, oh, yeah, my father was in government well before they jacked it up. I'm thinking to myself, my hairs stand up on the top of my head, and I'm like, okay. He says, you said jacked it up? I mean, you know, you do believe that the change is for the better, right? He laughs and he gives his disposition that, you know, the entire world is set up that way. He looks at it from a world standpoint. And he goes into <clears throat> a big argument about um, the World Bank, how it's set up. The United States is basically completely manipulates the World Bank, which is the exact same thing that was happening in South Africa with apartheid. And I'm like, on a financial, political, 
stand, I might agree with you. But there's another stand which is moral. And on a moral stand, you know, I don't know if we can get into that conversation and still say that that's correct. And he says, well, I leave it up to you. And he says, Westerners are a little bit more liberal when it comes to morals. And I says, wow, geez, why don't you just slap me in the face, hit me in the stomach, bend me over and call me Susan? Good grief, you know? And the guy was cool about it. He was, he was completely cool about it. And, and the conversation went on for about an hour and a half, not to get into the long end of the conversation, but he, he was very, very cold about the whole situation, explaining it. And then when he was done... He got up, shook my hand, and he says, you know, I said, it was very nice meeting you. And I said, it was very nice meeting you. He says, here's my card. And I says, well, hey, I might, you know, if you're in town again, maybe. And he says, I'm sure, and, he, and as he walks away, he says, I'm sure we'll never meet again, but I really enjoyed myself. And he walked away. Now, I want you to understand this, right? He's a, he's a black guy, south side of Chicago, and a guy whose father was in government during the apartheid in South Africa. We agreed to agree and had a great conversation and understood each other's side, even though neither one of us crossed over, we did it over a cigar. Without insulting each other. Without, not even coming close. It was an enjoyable conversation. That's a great story. Yeah. You know? And that, that that's that's a testament to, that adds to what I, what I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's, I said earlier, I've never, I mean, be, besides the, the Cuban, uh, the Cuban old guys, you know, that, that are playing dominoes on A Street, that they, they argue all the time. Well, I'll smoke a cigar, but they argue in friendship mm -hmm. because they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're playing a game and they get excited and they get, you know, Cubans are freaking, we're very hot-blooded, right? Mm -hmm. So they get very excited. Oh, like it's less an argument, more a very passionate conversation. Exactly. Yeah, right. It's like you pass by and then look, these guys are about to fucking shoot each other. Right? <laughs> but they're not. They're actually it's part of it. <laughs> right. smoking, I've never seen a fight. Right. You know, it's it's just you're absolutely right. It just brings people together. Right. So why mess the one thing that's working here, why mess with it? You know what I mean? Why mess with it? Because, because we're living in a world where if it bothers me, mm -hmm. I'm going to stop you from doing it. Mm -hmm. Even though what you're doing is something so subtle right. and so simple that you're really not causing any harm and you're really not bothering anyone. Unless you're sitting right. in a restaurant smoking a cigar when people are having dinner, yeah. you're not bothering anyone. I can sit in my house and smoke a cigar all damn fucking long before I want. Mm -hmm. I can sit in a cigar lounge and smoke a cigar because it's a cigar lounge. Yeah. Right. Now, if I go into a plane and light up a cigar, I'm a fucking idiot. Right. Because I'm breaking the rules. Right. Because there are rules and regulations. So, why do that? I've had conversations with people that, where, where we agree to disagree while smoking a cigar. Yeah. Much like the guy from South Africa. Correct. Yeah. Agreed you know, and it's just cigar. one of those things like I've seen people making business deals smoking mm -hmm. cigars. Mm -hmm. I've seen it's just it's something that just it's as simple as when people are smoking a cigar, okay, mm -hmm. and it should be like this all day long, mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a guy 
that smoking a cigar with you, you're not looking at a person from this color skin or from this country or from this political background or from this religion that is smoking a cigar with you. It doesn't go like that. No, no, it doesn't. It, it goes as, as simple as I'm having a conversation with a dude that's smoking a cigar with me. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. it. That's where it, that's where it stops. Right. There's Even no like, there's no like, oh, he's a, uh, he's Jewish and uh, black Jewish. You're smoking a cigar with me. No, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You just, you're to the cigar and to the conversation. You know, it's like, right. you don't, so you're right. right. Why take away something that's actually working? Yeah. Right. And we, Greg can attest to this. We dabble, I guess you could say in dominoes. There's some dominoes playing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, they're I'll join you guys when I come back. These crazy cats, man, they play on a glass table. Yeah. Like, that's the, there's like an over-under on how long until well, that table breaks. Well, it's... it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you better get your money ready. I tell them all the time, and I go up there, and they, they undercut me, and I say, hey, listen, I, like, let me sit down, I'll show you guys who's king, and then I'll get up and I'll move <laughs> But I like the glass table, but it's kind of, you know, the glass table, I'm not, sometimes I stretch, but I really think it is. Blind man's bluff, right? Not looking at the band, or not smoking the cigar, but just the statement, right? A blind man that's bluffing, right? Now, you could be saying that he's bluffing about he's blind, or there's some aspect in life that he's actually bluffing about. Like, can you imagine, now... I, I'm just saying, we how did have... How does that have to do with the... Well, hold on. I'm, 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 I'm going to get back to the cigar and bring this all together. Okay. See, Greg, you rushed and asked him if he... He gave us a lot of information. Alejandro gave us a lot of information about where the company's going this year, and we didn't just slant. You, you got to, like, okay, just work with me on okay. it. So what I'm saying is we actually had a blind person play poker with us upstairs. Interesting. And I thought it was very interesting. <laughs> we did. We we did. And I sat and I watched him, right? And I wanted, let me tell you, I spent $75 just because I wanted to see his hand, right? Now, I wasn't even bluffing. I don't, I, the cards I had, I couldn't beat anything. Well, he was bluffing. And he got everyone out but me, but I wanted to pay to see what he had. I had a two and a four. Of course, there wasn't a two and a four on the board. He had a two and a nine, and there wasn't a two or a nine on the board, and there wasn't a flush, and there was nothing there. He completely bluffed, right? So, I, I mean, every time I see this man, I often wonder, blind man's bluff. Is he bluffing about he's blind, or is it the ability to have the, the foresight for someone who's blind to read someone and to be able to bluff them without even seeing their face, without even seeing their actions, right? And, you know, the glass table with playing dominoes, it's the same thing. We still slam down the dominoes, but we slam it knowing that it's a glass table. You see how? Yeah. If I stretched it, it's fine. But it's, it's, what, I, it's what I feel. So I have a lot of spare time. You think it's a poker reference? No, it just, you know, you're, you're doing something that also... Uh, derives from smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. which to me, smoking a cigar allows you to to come in one with yourself, to collect your thoughts, and deliver those thoughts, and 
in the way that you see fit. So it's a way for you to think, contemplate. It relaxes you. Mm-hmm. So you're able to speak easier and speak better and get your point across better. You know, I so agree. you're you're what you're doing is that. And why are you doing that? Not only because because evidently you're a smart individual, but the way you carry yourself and the way you see great. So, but the the actual and it's been proven, you know, and, and actually I'll I'll get to one person in specific. I mean, he was crazy, but he was extremely smart. Um, Einstein spoke about cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston Churchill spoke about cigars. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say a few names, you know, and even like Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Sigmund Freud. It allowed him to think, you know, and they did research on this. Yes. You know. It gets people to open up. It gets people to open up. Think about their responses before they make it and stuff like that. It makes for great conversation. I I went with my girl. We rented a cabin in Tennessee and uh, around the New Year. So we waited for the New Year in the cabin, right? And she took a picture of me which I had no idea she was taking a picture of me. I was in the peak of a mountain, cold as shit up there. Uh, it was foggy. It was just, and I'm smoking a cigar, right? Mm-hmm. And I start thinking of all the people that paved the way for me to be here, free, smoking a cigar, enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. So I was just in the zone. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking about anything negative. I was thinking about something positive. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about my grandfather smoking a cigar and my dad and my uncles mm-hmm. and how they they were able to do so many things for me now as, as an adult to be able to enjoy a trip to the mountains and smoke a cigar. So I continue that. So there's a lot to be said about that tradition. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's... And... I didn't tell this to my girlfriend. She captured it in the moment because she witnessed it. She saw it. I'm like, yeah. she took a picture. She said, babe, look at this picture I took of you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that, that's a cool pic. And I'm literally like, you, it seems like, I don't know if, it, it, it kind of looks like I'm about to commit suicide in a way because I'm at the peak of the mountain. But I really, <laughs> like, the fuck is about to jump. <laughs> I'm in the, in the peak right there and, mm-hmm. it, and you see nothing because it's, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a precipice, right? So I'm like, smoking a cigar just, Right. And when I got back in the car, continued smoking my cigar with the window down, mm-hmm. we had this conversation about what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And and it got emotional. Mm-hmm. Her eyes got watery. My eyes got watery. Mm-hmm. And all that, it's derived from me smoking a cigar. I'm not, Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying that you cannot have great thoughts and, and contemplate without smoking a cigar mm-hmm. but in my opinion in my experience and I'm 40 years old mm-hmm. and I've been smoking cigars since I was 16 my best ideas mm-hmm. most wealth that I've planned have happened while I'm smoking a cigar and I continue to do that like every day mm-hmm. in the morning after breakfast smoke a cigar plan my day during the day smoke a cigar work on whatever I'm working on in business. Mm-hmm. So 
my father did the same, my grandfather did the same, my great-grandfather did the same, mm -hmm. it works. Yeah. So, you know, it works. Yes, with, it does. With those guys in your I'm family? not saying that I'm thinking smart shit, because it's the fuck I think. Yeah. Right, so, right. You know, right, right. It just puts you, right. puts you in the zone, man. And, right. and everyone's so, much, so stressed out with, you know, finances, mm -hmm. family, work, mm -hmm. politics, this and that, and everyone is, like, going nuts. It's like, Yo, let me just enjoy this for a minute, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> let me. You mentioned how your dad smoked cigars, yeah. his grandfather, et cetera. Were they in the business also, or? My great-grandfather, my great-grandparents were in the business in early 1900s in Tampa. Oh, wow. Uh, it wasn't successful. They didn't, they didn't amount to much. They went back to Cuba and, I mean, they they were back and forth between Cuba and, and the States. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so like did my, you know you were going to get into the cigar business? When you were a kid and you were 16 nah. and you started smoking cigars, any any desire to even be in the business? No, because my family actually... So I lost my dad when I was nine, uh, unfortunately. So that side of my family that was heavily into cigars, mm -hmm. you know, that's where it stopped. Mm -hmm. So the other side of my family are not in cigars. Gotcha. So they, they were in, in the automotive industry, which I love automobiles. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But that side of automotive, where they were in, in glass, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a fan of, I, I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't want to be part of it. So I always wanted to create my own thing and do my own thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that I was going to get, when I went to college, when I graduated from college, uh, and then when I went back to get another degree, I was going to go into the pharmaceutical sales. Okay. And I, and I had a, I mean, I had some connections where, you know, you're going to get hired. And then Robbie comes to me and says, we have this great idea. We have this plan. Like, let's fucking do this. Um, I have the whole plan. He shows me the business plan. It's on a napkin. Mm -hmm. All like, the really? best business plans start yeah. on napkins. Exactly. Mm -hmm. like, really, Rob? You're going to show me. Like, I drove an hour and a half to get here in traffic. It's Friday, 5.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> South Beach. I'm, I'm having a great time because we're, we're hanging out. We're throwing a cigar, whatever. I'm having a drink. And... Uh, but that's not a business plan. I just worked on a business plan. Like it took me a fucking week. I <laughs> retarded, and it took me a week to do a business plan that it takes a smart person mm -hmm. one day. But I'm smart enough to understand that that's not a business. Plan. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. So I told my mother, "Hey, I'm not gonna do the pharmaceutical. I'm gonna pursue this." And she said, "In Spanish, mijo, tú estás loco. Like, son, you're crazy." Yeah. So it's it's in. In our first sales meeting at the trade show, I talked about this because we all we all talked about, about we talked about ourselves and, and how we got into it and our passion about cigars, and um and I and I told them I always knew that there was something more about smoking cigars, mm -hmm. and it's just it, it's in my blood, mm -hmm. it's in my genes, yeah. it it comes natural, mm -hmm. to me it just flows, so if I can make a living out of that great yeah. because I don't think I don't fit that mold of get good grades go to college get a job and work there for 30 years yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's great to get good grades I think it's great to go to college because it, it does teach you a lot mm -hmm. and it's great if you have a job if that's your if that's your your if that's the paradigm that you want to be on that's fine. There's that's a security but not mine. That, that could work for some people. But yeah. You're literally in a room of people who don't like having bosses. 
I don't like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. partners are yeah. fine. Partners yeah. are great. Yeah. Yeah. Partner is yeah. invaluable, but a boss like no. Right. And, and I'm like, no, I need to I need to do what I feel like I need to do too. Plus if I have a boss after a few weeks, I'm like, ah, I can do this. I can run this shit better than he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. If you have to work, mm-hmm. why not work at something that you feel passionate about? Yeah. Because I believe that if, if you're passionate work. about something, you can turn you can you can turn that into money. Yeah. Right. Because money will come if you do something that you feel passionate about and you make it work. Absolutely. You know, it, it just, you know, so you're passionate about cigars, you start a cigar business, and it's very simple. Make cigars, sell cigars. Right. But, Absolutely. you know, but don't do it for just because I want to get rich. Do it because that's your passion. Yeah. Do it because mm-hmm. that's what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing something that you like and you're passionate about, people will fucking notice that. Yeah. And they will give you opportunities and they will smoke your cigars and they're like, shit, these guys are up to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is what's happening in our company. Mm-hmm. We're friends that build a company together and, and that's what we're doing. You know, it's... It, mm-hmm. so, and I can see the creativity as well as the blend and everything. It kind of speaks to all of that. You know, there is. Appreciate. I'm not saying the, tra- you know, tradition like you know, there's certain brands where oh, traditionally this is what they do, and traditionally yeah. this is what I expect. And I love tradition. And, yeah, I'm, and old, I'm an old school. Mm-hmm. I'm an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you can also I can also smoke a cigar and kind of almost the passion that's in the cigar. I know when someone hit this blend, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's get this yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. 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 So we, Alejandro, we have had more of a conversation on cigars in this episode that has enlightened us more than anything. This has been great, but. But, however, we have to have a moment of mourning. Because Greg lost his entire <laughs> season-long bet Dude, in my, the N and the F and the freaking L. Yeah, my bankroll got destroyed. <laughs> but there was one bet I did win. Because I had tails in the coin toss. <laughs> oh, pay up, brother. It's the only bet I had right oh, on Sunday, man. Oh, Sunday was brutal, man. I think that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the rest of the Patriots are trying to ruin my birthday. You said you were 40. I turned 40 in two weeks. I'm going to go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I've never been to Mardi Gras. I'm going to go, go experience Mardi Gras in all its splendor. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, but I, I really think that the Patriots set out to ruin my 40th birthday because that was a that was an ugly ugly day. I think it was as much of them doing what they do as much as it was the Rams yeah. not doing. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And you know, it's it's a really good point. The fact right. is, they just do what they do. They 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 do absolutely what they have to do to win, and they let the other team fuck up. Yeah, the Chiefs did it with that one offside they call did. that never would have happened to <laughs> the Patriots because right. they do all the little things right. They don't get in their own way. Mm-hmm. They let the other team get in its own way. A uh, girl with eleven t- touches? Are you kidding? Me? And I'm just an idiot because if you think back two episodes after the championship, mm-hmm. when we just briefly brought up the Super Bowl, I'm like, you know. Should probably crush the under. Mm-hmm. Should probably bet the Patriots are going to cover, even though I have this season-long bet. And like, I then 
That two weeks, that off week in between the, the championship games and the Super Bowl gave me too much time to think. And I just thought myself, I'm like, no, it can't be that easy. I can't be reading it that easy. I must be wrong. And then I bet the whole other way and lost big. Lost yeah. yeah. So. Very rough Super Bowl. Decent commercials. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I had a really good time watching the Super Bowl. I got mm-hmm. I was up in Aspen. I got to hang out with my brother who I don't get to see often enough. He was visiting with some friends. They all went to, to Aspen for the weekend. From, uh, he's from L.A. They were all from all over. We got to watch the game together at the Belly Up. They did a night, really nice Super Bowl party. Had a blast. Um, and then it was just sad. Once the game started, it was just sad. It was. It was, was kind of hard to watch, too. You know, I mean, it was... It was uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, what do you mean that they're going to take defense out of the game? Are they kidding me? Yeah. And then I saw that game, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> take a little more defense out. And then the other thing that happened Sunday was that just, you know, insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Ricky Fowler just dominated the golf tournament yeah. one week after I had, <laughs> I had, had him it's for the... It's called uh, flat lag in yeah, poker. It's yeah. exactly what happened to me in the golf this weekend. Absolutely. I was like, oh, man. Greg had Ricky Fowler in. That was last week. Oh no, that was last week. Like, "Eh, it's all right. You know, it's it's in the same month. It was actually it wasn't in the same month. Tough weekend. Tough weekend. I think it was boring. Yeah. Oh, it was a really boring. I I think it was just like I I love boxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I felt like I was watching Mayweather fight again. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. where he just doesn't hit and he just you know dances around and and. Plays defense. It, it it just, you're absolutely right. It was just like it's the, defense. Just like yeah. this football game. Football has come down to that. Yeah. And yeah. it's like I remember. I like I like offensive games. And I like the passing in, and and I like to see you know. Do you like football? Are you a Dolphins fan? Coming from Miami. Yeah. Tough life. Yeah, it's boring. It's but fucking. When sucks. you were a kid, you had Marino for a little bit, so that's you know. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and now you're resetting. Yeah, it's a long again. time ago. Yeah, we're, we're still there. living on those dreams of 1972. Yeah, like like if people talk about that all the time. Like, dude, let it go. Yeah, like like be like get past that. Yeah. But being the underdog, most of my life, I always gone for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the underdog in certain and. and not in boxing. Boxing, I did pretty good, actually. <laughs> but, but that's but the maybe, maybe there were maybe three fights. <laughs> that's the, that's but, the attitude but, of, of, of even second, third generation immigrant communities in America is there's an underdog yeah. aspect to everything they've done there since is. they got there. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a natural, so, like a natural affection yeah, to that. You know? I mean, kudos to uh, Tom Brady because he's a hell of a player. And, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I do believe that yeah. if you work hard and, you know, you, why not get a six win? But shit, I'm tired of seeing the same people win. Yeah. Like I want the underdog to win. Yeah. Because right. as much as there's uh, greatness and, and, and seeing uh, a great team winning over and over again, there's there I think there's there's more greatness and seeing uh, a team that people didn't expect to win. To win. Mm-hmm. That's why last year was so much fun. Watching the Eagles get that win. Yeah, exactly. When mm-hmm. nobody expected it. Exactly. They had their backup quarterback. They haven't won a, a Super Bowl in decades. Exactly. Or whatever. It like, was, that, that was fun. Yeah, that was right. it was It's like, turn. shit. Yeah. You know, so that's why I make that comparison of yeah. Mayweather. Like, mm-hmm. I'm di- I, nothing against Mayweather, but I'm dying to see a boxer knock his ass out. Yeah. Because <laughs> why not? Right. Uh, they deserve to have that feeling. Oh, I fucking beat them. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's how I think. But then again, I'm, 
No, you're right. And I, I always said about Mayweather's style, I get, I get it. It's very defensive, very counter-punch-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I get Which it. Which is not my style. Yeah. No. And my favorite fight of all time is the sure. Gotti Ward trilogy. Oh, yeah. Gotti Ward. The oh, second one was so great. I mean, just, you know, they just, in the middle of the ring, you know. But there was a boxer, a heavyweight back in the day called Russo. Mm-hmm. say his name and he said he had a clamshell type defense so he would tuck his head in between his gloves and come almost just above waist high and he'd come right into your right up under your your chest plate yeah and then he'd, he'd push into you and then boom 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 and then move away yeah how in the heck you can't you know it's like you know it's it, it just frustrated and people yeah. just didn't nobody even wanted to take a fight with him they yeah. just said this guy and and he would uh because he was so low he would get a lot of low punches yeah. so they he felt that the refs kind of were, were hitting him and they were because they're like what are you it's hard what are you even is that even a is that even fighting like what Similarly, are you doing? I, was I, was a, boxing? I was a Roy Jones Jr. guy like oh, and he was you know that Pensacola guy, you know, that Gulf Coast, Florida thing, mm-hmm. he grew up around cockfighting. And he started he started fighting like like he saw the roosters fighting in these wow. cockfights. So he would dance, attack, dance, attack. Mm-hmm. Nobody could get a, get, a, get a glove on him. And just like that, like, people were ducking him. Like, people tried to avoid fighting him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was, and, it was, and I, don't it was see that, I don't see that footwork anymore. No, no, no. no. Which, no. It, it's, it's funny because a lot of people, oh, it's... It's always they always want to just either defense or land the punch. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's more to it than that. Oh, there's oh. boxing. A lot of it is using your legs. It's the dance, mm-hmm. you know. It's the dance. Your legs, your back, your mm-hmm. foot. Like there's a lot of that, you know, mm-hmm. that a lot of leg work, a lot of leg work, and you position your legs the right way, mm-hmm. and that's what allows you to land a good punch. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, there's many ways of landing a land punch, but that's one of the ones positioning your legs. Mayweather, he's just. It's just defense. Yeah. It's like football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have a, you know, it's just, it's not as fun as seeing someone throw a pass and that receiver breaking ankles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And cutting. See, right. It was so much fun to watch Mike Tyson go out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Dodge one and just drop somebody. Like, that was offense. He was, that was, he was throwing he for the end zone. He was throwing for the end zone. Every, his, style every was, his style was a brawler, but I respect him for that because yeah. he was just... He was coming on to you. Yeah, he put like on he, was, he was going forward, head on, yeah. head on, head on, head on yeah. collision all the time. That's right. And that's 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 what you're there to do. You're there mm-hmm. to box. Like you said, swinging for a spot behind yeah. his opponent's it's, head. Yeah, it's called boxing, <laughs> not blocking punches. Right. That's right. right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Like, what? If they want to call it that, then okay, like change the fucking name and call it. You know, but his his style. I mean, his styles worked for him. His, uh, you, know, you can't be mad at somebody who's never lost. <laughs> you know, it's, no. he's he's he has seen the inadequacies in his opponent, and he's in like that defensive approach has enabled him to be to be and he's great stupid money and not be successful in his yeah. career, etc. You know, and a lot of that's because. The people he was fighting didn't have the footwork. They didn't have the punch, and he was able to just take advantage of their weaknesses and just not lose. Well, you know, I like consistently the, not lose. I, yeah, I, not even I like not I like the approach of what's again? Not Maid, Maidana. Is it Maidana? Madonna. He, he yeah, Madonna. fought him twice. Yeah. So yeah. not the second fight. I just think he was paid. Madonna. The first fight though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second fight was. He was like, like. Let me get my money. Yeah, he was like, you know, the, the first fight, he was like, cover up, 
do whatever the heck you want to. I am going to, <laughs> I am going to just continue to beat you with yeah. these gloves. And that's what he did. Yeah, I, I forgot. It was some ridiculous number of punches that he threw in the first round. Yeah. It was almost like 100 punches yeah. in the first round. Yeah, which is unheard of in yeah. the first round. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'm going to break your arms. Keep putting your arms up there. And he's just, bam, bam. And he's just hitting them and hitting them. And he's like, okay, okay, hey, 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 okay, you're supposed to let up now. He's like, no, I'm just going to keep swinging whether you block it or not. I'm going to keep swinging Completely, and he had the endurance to do it, and he did it basically throughout the entire fight. And it was a it was a close fight. Yeah. Mayweather twisted and said, "You guys wanted this type of fight." I'm like, "No, I don't think that was your approach. Like, I, it was going to be an offensive fight. I think you came out there and you're like, this guy is not going to stop swinging. Yeah. I better start getting and, offensive.'" And, and that was the, the his coach's approach. Mm-hmm. His coach appro- his coach's approach because I saw a little bit of the training, mm-hmm. you know, um, videos and stuff like that, and it was. I saw an interview. I heard an interview also, and and actually saw it on YouTube. It's like the approach is like, you know, it was attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep swinging at him. Well, this is great. We should have more guests. Yeah, we should. We should definitely have more guests. Alejandro, thank you for being our first guest. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Absolutely. It was a really Thanks. cool conversation. My pleasure, bro. You Thanks guys are putting again. out fantastic cigars. I've I've enjoyed everything I've tried from you guys and. And this, this specifically is, is a great way to start the day. Absolutely. You know, Appreciate the support, man. Day. This is what it's all about, man. This is why we, we put in the work. This is the whole idea to be part of the pie. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and getting the recognition and, and that feedback from people, um, like you just mentioned, like people that are loving our cigars and loving what we're doing and supporting it, and we're grateful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, and some people listen, uh, yeah, hopefully we more. got two people listening. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric, yeah. Eddie, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. So for anybody that's listening, where can they? You know, where do they find you online? Where do they? What's the the social media, etc. For for go to Caldwell Cigars. Caldwell Cigars. Uh, go to Caldwell Cigars. There's there's uh you could read a lot of stuff about us. Nice. Uh, you could uh obviously connect to the uh. Um, to our social media. Yeah. We're, we're going to start doing more social media stuff uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, last year we were focusing on restructuring certain things, but now it's more, you know, hey, we need to have, we need to continue it and have yeah. more fun with this. So. It enables you to engage with yeah. your with your clients For that, sure. that like your cigar, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, we're, we're also doing something now where, like, um, myself as the brand ambassador, I'm, I, I want that one-on-one connection with our with with, with our partners. You yeah. know, I don't I don't see them as customers, clients. They're our partners. Good. You know, because they're the ones that are, they're that are. That jump the, in the wagon with our vision. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like they're they're with us. Yeah. So they're the ones that are in the front lines carrying our our, our flag per se. Yeah. So I'm I'm going around the country, the entire year, visiting everybody, uh, getting to know people. Chatting, sitting down, you know, doing these kind of, uh, um, you know, Q and A's, and and it's just, you know, we that personalized, you know, continue to build that relationship. I, I don't even have my business card. I am my business card. Good. You know, I'm exchanging numbers with people. Hit me up when you're in Miami. Let's get together. Let's you know, come down, smoke a cigar with us. Deal. Like that's that's what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. like we're not just having friends with 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 the guys from the company. We're also having friends. 
with the people that are supporting our product like yourselves. Yeah. So, Great. you know, check us out on Instagram, check us out, Google us, uh, and, you know, thanks for the support. Yeah. Well, awesome. we're on Instagram too. It's at Bet Your Ash Pod. Same with Twitter, Bet Your Ash Pod. And it's betyourash.com. And if you have any questions or cigar recommendations or tips on how I can rebuild my bankroll that got destroyed by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you can email us at contact at betyourash.com. And uh, thank you again for coming. And next time you're in Colorado, come hang out with us again. We Bro, appreciate I, it. I'm doing it. I would love to. I'll and be here. We'll see you in Miami, I'm sure. Come hang out with me in Miami. Deal. Oh, and uh, <laughs> this is episode 12. In the books. eBay Motors es tu socio seguro. Con trabajo, piezas nuevas y mucha pasión, transformaste una carrocería oxidada con 100,000 millas en un vehículo totalmente singular. Juegos de frenos, faros, lo que necesites, eBay Motors lo tiene. Con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, te aseguras que la pieza le quede a tu carro a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Y a estos precios, ¿qué más llantas y no dinero? Mantén vivo ese espíritu de Ride or Die Baby en eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com. Solo para artículos elegibles. Se aplican restricciones.